0: welcome back to Grit and Grace Leadership Talks with me, Kate Taylor. I'm excited because I have another special guest for you all today. Her name is Sophie Bretag. She's someone that's been in my network since 2018 when she was in HR management role in one of my clients. Um, And now she is known as the kindness mentor and has built her brand and business around it. So I would love to introduce you all to her today. Welcome, Sophie.
1: Hey, Kate. So lovely to actually see you properly for the first time in
0: years. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's so nice we can connect like this now. And um, Mm -hmm. I've obviously been following your journey uh, with going out on your own and building your brand and making your mark in in the business. And with this Grit and Grace Leadership Talks series, I just couldn't think of anyone more appropriate when it comes to grace in leadership than yourself. Mm. So I just wanted to um, introduce you to my network and I give them a chance to meet you and hear how amazing you are and all the things you're doing. So thank oh, you.
1: Right, right back at you, Kate. I mean, it's a mutual <laughs> admiration. I know when we were backstage, we were like, no, you're amazing. No, you're more amazing. No. <laughs> we have been following you for years. It's just lovely to chat to you today. It's beautiful. Oh, I really appreciate
0: it. And um, I've got a few questions for you. So I'd love um, you to share with us around what do you do to start your day with success? Mm. Tell us your morning
1: routine or rituals. So I'm not perfect. uh, By any means. (laughs) Darn it. Um, As much as I'd like to try to be. Uh, So... I've got two boys, so they're six and nine. So yep. often the day starts with um, them coming and waking us up at around usually about 5.30, six o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, That's early. Yeah, it's early. I know. They, they, don't, they get up and then they don't stop until they go to bed. So very, very active. So my way of carving out time for myself, because obviously when you've got that coming at you very early in the morning, you could easily get out of bed on the wrong side. Yes, so I make sure that I always do a short meditation. So I always, without fail, um, five minutes max. Usually, if I've got more time, I do longer. Um, but the the starting the day from a place of grounding and uh, inner calm really helps me to get out of bed on the right side of the bed because I'm not a morning person. We always joke that nobody talks to mummy until she has a coffee. Um, (laughs) 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 So meditation and then get up and get into the day with the boys usually Uh, because we live in the the tropics now. We have the whole house open um, overnight and um, in the morning. So we have fresh air coming through the house from the minute that we get up. And uh, then I make a massive coffee, usually double shot, I only have, I only like have one a day now yeah <laughs> and then really just get into the day I don't do a huge amount I don't do sort of I get up and exercise my husband gets up and goes for a run I'm not that kind of person I need more of the quiet calm, calm steady <laughs> relaxed you know ease into the morning otherwise you know because um, I get in my head straight away other than other, instead of starting you know from a very grounded place, so mm. yeah. No,
0: I imagine um, for you to remain that calm and being able to bring that kind of kindness leadership to or gr- grace leadership to mm. the work you do and to the clients you work with, it's important that you ground yourself first. So mm. that's great that you do um, that mm. meditation in the morning. And is there a particular app you use or recommend? I do.
1: Yeah, so I use two apps. The main yeah. one I use is Insight Timer, um, yeah. because it's free. Uh, so it's the number one meditation app for uh, sleep, stress and anxiety in the world. It's got a huge amount of subscribers. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I've got a couple of meditations on there. Not that I listen to my own meditations because that'd be a little bit weird. Uh, <laughs> but I love it because it's just got so many options on there. So I, will, you can sort of pick the time. So if you've got maybe 20 minutes, you can do a breathwork practice or you can um do a guided meditation or you can just listen to music so at night um, our boys always ask for their sleep time meditation so they pick a meditation for the evening awesome. and then they put that on to go to sleep and then in the morning we often will have music from that playing as well so insight time is amazing uh, and the other one is a calm app so you pay yep. for the calm app but that's got some really interesting courses on it as well so uh, that actually well my husband learnt to meditate by using the calm oh. app oh that's good i've used that one before and Mm -hmm. i'm also smiling minds i've used and there's also a headspace app that i've used um yes different times that are good yeah they're Um, both good as well yeah i I sort of figure i need to have a core one that i jump into because then i i get all my stats in it as well so it's my daily ah, check-in so i can see how many days in a row that i've checked in and how i've been feeling so it's almost an emotional check-in as well so that's great um, yeah oh awesome And obviously, you've gone through,
0: um, you know, different career path. Um, Obviously, you're not doing what you trained in, essentially, (laughs) but you're doing something different now. So I'd love to um, kind of tell the listeners around your career
1: path and how do you get to where you are now and what you're doing? Mm. Uh, So when we met, I was working in aged care as an HR manager and absolutely loved it. Honestly, the care sector in general are my kind of humans because I prefer to work with people who take care of other people because I know that those people don't take care of themselves very often. And I think they're amazing humans. They give back so much. Um, So I started in that sector after the birth of my first son and just fell in love with it. Prior to that I was working in a council actually in HR. That's how my HR career started. So we did a... Uh, my husband's a police officer so we did a country posting uh, eight hours west of Adelaide in a place called Sejuna yep. on the coast yep. so I started there and had a really big career change out of sales so I was working in wine sales before that random mm-hmm. so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and loved it but I really what I loved most about it was the connecting human to human part of the yeah. sales not the actual you know this is the product that you need. No, it's just not my happy place. And so the meeting people bit was amazing. And then I managed to channel that into my HR work. So, uh, and then I worked in the aged care sector for about seven and a half years. Yeah. Loved it. It was a long time. I know, I know. I just loved it. And I still, um, I still have a, you know, these beautiful memories of the residents because my office was on uh, a pathway and so the residents would often walk through that part to get to their breakfast and their lunch or their meals through the day and in the evening so they'd stop and have a chat and then I would you know be able to start my day really connecting with with people who often don't have a huge amount of connection in their in their daily life so yeah that was beautiful and I still I still really miss that actually and then COVID landed yeah. and hit the aged care sector really, really hard and hit me hard, if I'm honest. Uh, being the only HR person within a standalone yeah. not-for-profit was was a lot and, yeah, I've, yeah I found it difficult because we were with the surge workforce and all of the changes and things that needed to be implemented really quickly around staffing um, and keeping residents safe at the same time and then trying to manage mental health concerns of the team and family members and supporting the executive team as well it was it was Intense. a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it was and and so through that time i realized i could give more by stepping back yeah and i'd had an inkling for a while that i you know i've always had a passion for workplace wellbeing and i really then decided at that time to step into more of a well-being space, but it morphed into kindness and connection, and how can I bring more of that to workplaces and leaders and people's lives so that they take care of themselves and can then support the people around them? And that's how I landed where I am now.
0: Wow, That's an amazing journey. And <laughs> you know, I guess given you a purpose, um, besides the the stress and the pain of the pandemic, you've been able to come back. Mm with something amazing that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise so
1: I wouldn't have
0: yeah Mm. it's amazing that that can um you know through those hard struggles in our lives it can point us in the direction of where we need to go next and um tuning into that isn't it and not just pushing through and suffering Mm. but actually Mm. where is my heart right now and where do I want to go in my career and Mm. what what is there more for me than this you know um and I think, yeah, that's a bold move, I guess, to jump out on your own. And how many years ago was that now? Uh,
1: it was only about um, 18, it was probably 18 months ago yeah. that I seriously stepped into it. And then I yeah. do also do, I still do HR consulting. So yeah. I don't think I'll ever stop doing that because what I love about that is it gives me uh, the space right. and the, you know, yeah. the yeah, the insight into what businesses and people are going through. And so I I, I don't think I'll ever stop the consulting in the HR bit because I still really yeah. enjoy that as well. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, and can you tell me about what your business specialises in? I know I've seen a few things that you're doing, some amazing um, sacred, you know, weekend workshops and things mm-hmm. as well as mentoring, um, as well as workshops in workplaces. So could you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the services you offer and your business
1: now? So I'm bringing the woo to the workplace, Kate. Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the sound of that.
1: Stepping boldly where no person stepped before. Uh, no, they have, but it's uh, it's certainly not the easy path. You know, it's when you look at me, I, as we, we were chatting, I'm not your, I'm not your stock standard, uh, corporate person rocking up in a black suit and white shirt. That's just not yes. who I am. Nothing against yes. that. It's just I don't fit in that mould, and yeah. so I'm not for everyone. And I completely get that. Um, but yeah. the people who do want something a little bit different and do want to challenge the status quo and do, they want a little bit more fun and a bit more joy and a bit more happiness. That's yeah. what I try to bring in and create within, uh, within workplaces. So I've got a multitude of things that I do. I'm never going to be a, um, a, a single streamlined human so yeah. women's connection circles have been something that really I didn't ever think I would be doing them until I met a beautiful human in Adelaide and we met online and in the non, a non-creepy non way we connected online and really just got to know each other and thought maybe we can start something up and we just ran with it and that happened 12 months ago. And they've been beautiful because when people get the opportunity to truly connect in a safe, sacred place where everything you say stays within that place, but also you get the time to step back. I think often as particularly women in leadership positions, we don't give ourselves that space. Uh, And so we have... Full-day retreats we have, um, which we're going to start implementing um, yep. early next year because the three hours, people keep saying it's not enough, we want longer. Um, so we're making them just a full, a full day rather than an overnight yep. retreat thing so it's easier for family and kids and support. But, um, yeah, it's been beautiful. So Women's Connection Circles and then I do uh, wellbeing, so tailored, no pun yep. intended, um, uh Programs for businesses, so bespoke, really. I go in there, do an assessment, have a chat, see what they need. Uh, And really I thought I was going to end up particularly in the care-related sector but have realised that humans are humans and humans are not giving to themselves enough. And so I have worked with um, accountants and... Um, IT specialists and Department of Veteran Affairs and so a real conglomerate of different industries that I never thought that I would work with wow. uh, because everybody everybody feels like I think they need a little bit more connection and a little bit more kindness. So yeah. facilitate workshops, mindfulness days, all sorts.
0: And can you do those workshops online or is it in person? Like how do you do them? Both. So I have
1: done, yeah, so I've done some of them online and I just, you know, you don't get the same energy as being in the room with people because I love that actual exchange of energy in a room with people because it's quite special. But (laughs) <laughs> no, it doesn't yeah. really. And I'm a squeezy hugger, so COVID was really hard for me because I couldn't touch people. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then I know, and then uh, in workshops and and uh, within my work, I like to be able to uh, give people the space to be more tactile if they choose to, or even just be more yeah. connected to themselves. Um, but I do it online as well, and I think you can still you can still do so much online. I mean, look at us and we still are beautifully connected. And, yeah, Yeah. I think it just depends on what the energy you bring to the interaction.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think it's really important to, um, like I had to do throughout COVID as an RUK ambassador, I'd start doing talks Mm. on Teams and Zoom
1: and yes. I remember
0: like thinking, how am I going to do this? Because all my talks had always been face to face. And so it was so much nicer because I could read the room, I could see how they're responding and like um, just gauge my reactions or responses to them based on the energy that I was getting, like you're saying. Yes. And um, all of a sudden I had to just talk to a screen and it felt so yeah. like heartless. And, like, and I had to say to them, can you put your Your camera's on at least for me (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to
1: myself, sharing my heart and soul. Um, It it was a weird transition though, wasn't it? Particularly when you say talking about that, you know, the topic of mental health and your own personal story and journey. Exactly. You know, it's huge.
0: Yeah, and I realised I had to say to people like um, I'm going to be vulnerable with you today and um, share my story, but I need Mm. you to be vulnerable too. So could you please put your camera on? and yes. actually people really responded to that quite well because um, normally when I'm in face-to-face I like to do a little icebreaker at the start and yep. help them be, um be a bit vulnerable mm-hmm. um so I'll say to them oh can you please tell someone like next to you something mm-hmm. about yourself that no one in the room knows about you I and and then they will have a little chat and um then I'll get, bring them back to the room and I'll say how did that feel like what was that like was mm-hmm. it was it? Did it make you feel uncomfortable? Was it, like, exciting or was it sad? Like, what is it, you know, whatever you shared depends, right? Mm. Um, and some people have opened up and told me all sorts of things in yeah. that, that two-minute mingle. I was like, whoa, <laughs> didn't expect that. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Telling me, like, you know, hey, none of my team know I'm on antidepressants. Like, I was like, Wow,
1: that's, that's amazing. How beautiful is that, though, when you think about how we often – Feel like we are the only ones going through something, or the yeah. only person that's experiencing something really tough. And for yeah. people to feel like they can be that vulnerable that quickly—that's that's beautiful, Kate. So lovely. yeah, it's yeah. really
0: uh, it's quite um powerful. And I sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a bit like taken back because I was like, oh wow, okay. Um, but you know, yeah. I, over years I've learned to get yeah, and that's the thing—you can't get that build that vulnerability and connection mm-hmm. on teams as easily. So putting yeah. the camera on is my my best move <laughs> to get them to be vulnerable a yes. little bit. Yes. Um, yes. And just um finding practical ways to show them how to fill their cup and look after themselves. Yeah. Um usually each year I come up with a different idea of like an example of that. Like one year I had a fruit bowl with apples and I was yeah. like every like put in the chat different problems you're dealing with right now and every problem mm-hmm. I'm going to put as an apple in the basket. And right. then like we filled up this basket of apples and then we were like all right Now, I want you to, I know it seems overwhelming right now, you probably have a lot of apples in this basket, um, but I want you piece by piece to just take one apple out at a time and deal with it, you know, don't get overwhelmed by everything that's going on for you, Um, because, you know, the pandemic um, impacted mental health more than ever, so our talks Mm. were so vital, even though we couldn't connect in person, Um, But what it also showed me is that I could connect with the whole country of an organisation, like a whole national company versus, like, just an office in Sydney with two hundred staff, right? Like Mm -hmm. I could all of a sudden talk to a 1,000 staff with FPOS or, you know, any kind of ING bank or whoever it was. Yes. And and I was like, wow, this is actually amazing that I can help everyone, like Mm. just online, which I guess you can't get in person. So there's pros and cons,
1: right? There is. And I, I think there is a place for both. If I'm honest, because you yes. do get that greater reach, like you were saying, if you if you're online, you can access people, and they can access you far more yep. easily uh, than say you know face to face workshop that they've got to you know find and turn up to, and then and some people actually um, I find will be more vulnerable online because oh, they that. can kind of be in their I own find. space and their own energy, yes, yeah. rather than being in the room with everybody and kind of everyone thinking everyone's looking at them when they're talking true so Mm. so your workshops Mm. probably work well like that
0: um sometimes sometimes. yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and obviously as um you know we're both advocates for well-being and mental health in the workplace Mm. um what are some practical tips that you found um you often give to workplaces when you go in and
1: talk to them or is there any tips you could give the listeners today Mm. there are a few uh and I probably look at things from a more of a an HR perspective when I discuss this because it's very easy to say to someone, you know, go and take a break or make sure you drink more water, make sure you you, you check out from your your phone at the end of the day or your your emails. Yeah. But and all of that is super important, absolutely, because that's your maintenance of keeping your cup filled, yeah. essentially. However, if the business itself and I think it's been really interesting with the new code of practice for the psychosocial hazards uh, yeah. coming in across Australia. I feel that that will really, it'll be very interesting to see how businesses respond to that new code because it's yeah. very prescriptive around what the hazards are. And when you look at the hazards, it could really be things such as uh, poor job design, um, workload people they have to work with, uh, lack of flexibility. So when I look at it from an HR perspective, an organisation who is looking to take care of their people from a wellbeing and mental health perspective is really collaborating with people firstly and communicating with your teams to have those discussions around not just how are you but how can we create a workplace and a job design, not not giving people free reign obviously because a business has got to get their work done and they've got to achieve their, their goals and their financial yeah. um, uh, expectations but having that conversation and people knowing that they have input into the type of job that they do, how they do it, where they do it, when they do it, yeah. And I feel that you wouldn't realize you would know with the the recruitment how people are really asking for greater flexibility. And then you've got on the other side businesses that want to bring people back into the office. So how do you combine those things where you've got people who potentially don't want to work five days a week in the office? They want they got used to working from home, even though it was tough and it still is sometimes. But I feel that that having that balance. And that flexibility is a really big thing for organisations and leaders themselves when they're managing teams to have a think about how could I design my team and my workload that my team has to complete and still achieve the goals of the business. So I feel that. We often talk about wellbeing from a, um, all the things we can do for ourselves, like you know, I'm a huge yes. advocate for getting out in nature and meditating and and doing all the things that are beautiful around self-kindness. But when we look at workplaces and how they can boost wellbeing and productivity and engagement, looking at the way they're designing and managing their their teams and and their their workloads is a huge one.
0: Yeah, I think it's like getting creative isn't it because I think something that came to me one day I started doing exercise in the morning before work and mm-hmm. something I've um, tried I enjoy swimming so I got back into swimming laps at the pool you know um, and that's been quite a good thing for me to, for my mind body and soul because no one can talk to me or contact me on my phone while I'm in there like it is just me in the water and I can just free in my thoughts and it's kind of like soothing but also exercise at the same time yes Um, yes and i've been really enjoying that and and one idea came to me one morning was how can i think of my staff more holistically like what else could i be doing for them and the idea came to me is like um let's i need to look at their mind body and soul and how they're going And so every Monday now we go through as a team what they're doing for their mind, body and soul that week and overall how are they feeling about their mental health. And um, some weeks they'll be higher, some weeks will be less, depending what's going on for them, right? And they don't Mm -hmm. always have to tell me what it is Mm -hmm. that's going on for them. But if I know that they're normally an 8 out of 10 and they're telling me they're 6 this week, Mm -hmm. why is that, you know? And so it gives me a chance as a leader to go and check in with them um, and see how they might be going or someone in the business who I know they're close with can just have that coffee catch-up or a lunch mm-hmm. break together um, and just give them that space to, to you know, to build themselves up. Like it, I know one of my team, she recently got COVID again and so mm-hmm. having – she came back and was feeling like a 6 out of 10 because her mm-hmm. energy was low, right? And so I knew yes. that week not to pile too much on, not to, you know what I mean, just go a bit easy with her coming back into mm-hmm. the office again um, mm-hmm. And giving that flexibility, like when they were sick, um, I let them work from home. Um, yeah. Sadly, both of my team got COVID recently. Oh, and I'm sorry. It was, and it was it's like, everywhere oh, again. I know. <laughs> and so I, I said to them guys like. they didn't get it that bad so they were feeling like okay to work from home but obviously isolating from everyone and so I was like well look you guys judge how you're feeling if you need Mm. a sick day or you know half a day and then do a few hours of work whatever you want to do I'm happy to support it and um that they actually ended up managing to work through despite having COVID it gave them something to do while they were stuck in isolation yes Um, and um you know but it's giving the staff that kind of um chance to feel okay to take a sick day if they need it but also if they're feeling okay, letting them do that too, and um, mm. you know, giving the, the, the choice, I guess, of what's right for them um, and how they're feeling. Because yes. I know when I got COVID, I could not have done any work. You no, know? I was bedridden.
1: No. But I think that's yeah. all that's being an older person. I was just like, no, I'm I'm out. I'm down. I'm out. Man down. <laughs> Actually, my husband was definitely the man down. He was like, I'm oh, dying. Clock. I'm like, you're not dying. You're all right. Like, worse than man flu. Lacking empathy, wasn't I? I know. <laughs>
0: i know it's so funny um how that happens and i think yeah i think it's important like um so that's something that i came up with in the pool so i think like Mm -hmm. as leaders giving yourself time for that well-being um and Mm -hmm. self-care so that you can get creative and like think of ideas to like better your team or better your workplace and some ideas might land some may not but at least you're giving it a go and I found one of my staff's quite young so she's never even thought about mental health from overseas um and like their you know their culture they just don't really value it or think about it um another staff member she's um you know similar age to me but she'd also never really valued it or had anyone say to her hey like how are you and what are you doing mm. for your well-being and mm. so yes, yeah, so both of them had to get their comfort zone with me and my ideas <laughs> um, I love that
1: actually, though, because that's how we yeah. learn isn't it you know yeah. I love the fact that you have mentioned spaciousness and creating the space to become creative to tap into that creativity because when i do that i'm exactly the same so i don't do a lot of swimming i know brene brown actually does a lot of swimming she's Ah. the same she's in the pool yeah and she said it's just me in the water me in my lane and um i thought that was yeah really interesting that you said the same thing because i don't do laps but i feel like i probably would love it because that not having a choice of accessing people accessing you you accessing other people even Drowning out the sound that's around yes. you, you're literally in the moment, aren't you, when you're in the water. Yep. So I love that. But that that's when the creativity happens. I get the biggest creative hits when I'm either walking on the beach or walking yep. in a forest by yep. far.
0: Wow. I love that. Um, and it's great up in Cairns you can do both of those
1: things. <laughs> yes. yeah. You should be careful of the crocs. Coming from South oh, Australia, I was like, am I oh, going to really? get eaten? I was, I was like, don't go near the edge. Everybody, stay oh. away! And I'm oh, sure really? Like, no, it's not that bad. All the locals <laughs> that I've met are, are like, just make sure you swim where other people are swimming, and then maybe one of them will get taken. And
0: I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're all getting together.
1: It's fine. Yeah, and we're like, save yourself. <laughs>
0: I'm like, oh great, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually
1: not. No, it's actually beautiful here. We're very lucky. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. I know it's a bit like Darwin's the same. They like you mm-hmm. can't swim in the water. Everyone has the pool instead.
1: Yeah, yeah we've got a pool. Yeah, yeah I said to yeah. my hobby. I'm not moving up here unless we've got a space that's safe because obviously there's stinger season as well. So you oh, can't really yeah. swim in the sea from sort of November right through till May. So you can walk at the beach oh, wow. and you can swim in the stinger nets and it looks amazing. But we actually did get stung earlier in the year and I was like, I'm out, I'm in the pool only until they're gone. The pool's safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. We digress and- anyway i know
0: <laughs> oh, well it's it's just good to take the time out isn't it and find ways to get creative like we're saying and um looking after our well-being as leaders um and business owners and entrepreneurs we've always got to be creative and thinking of that next thing um and mm-hmm. so that's i often get creative when i slow down like even if i'm just relaxing on the couch at night um you know watching a tv show or whatever i often get like inspired for things and i'll type up like notes in my phone of ideas Thanks. that i have or things that come up for me um and my staff are like, do you ever switch off? And I'm like, oh, like that's, no, that's kind really. of switching off, I guess. <laughs> I'm getting it <laughs> but, out of my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they like always love that like coming up with this series. It was like, hey, guys, we're doing Ooh, this. Cool. And like I just come up with it and I've come up with the name and let's, let's do it. And it within a week.
1: It. But I love the name. Yeah, because when you contacted me, I was like, I feel like this happened really quickly because often if someone wants to have a chat to me on a podcast or something, they're like, oh, yeah, and we'll book you, you know, a couple months in advance. I'm like, yeah, no worries. And you were like, bang, let's do this. And I was like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) Action woman. I know I'm really excited like when
0: I get an idea for something and get excited I'm like right let's like book it in um, mm-hmm. and then it's in people's diaries yes. and they're not having to wait months on end to actually have a chat because um, we're launching this weekly now so we're no, trying it's to amazing. get in front of lots of people and yeah I've got so many amazing people like yourself to interview so it's been really good for people to understand different pathways that you can do your mm-hmm. career and how do you get to where you get to and what you do and mm-hmm. understanding well-being and mental health and I'm really am grateful that I've been able to showcase quite a lot of people like yourself that are doing amazing things in the, within the, in the world of business. And I guess that leads me to your um, own wellbeing and mental health strategies mm. that you put in place um, to keep yourself strong because, you know, it is probably quite draining the work you do having to Bring that energy of kindness mm-hmm. and care to um, and mental health and well-being to the workplaces that you talk to, and you're probably hearing lots of things as well. Um, in HR, we often hear lots of things that people don't realize. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot. There is a lot. People share a lot. Yeah. They share a lot to us, and we're not trained counselors as such, no. so we
1: end up being the accidental no. counselors. That is so um, true, isn't it? I think that was part of the really big issue through COVID. Is I felt like I was. Well, people said you need a ticket machine outside your door because you've got a line of people who want to just wow. offload and want yeah. help, and they don't know where else to go.
0: It's hard, isn't it? And then, and I think that's where, um, yeah, like people think they can come to us, but we've also had like ten other people come to us yeah. too. So it's trying to get that balance and look after our own well-being. So, what kind of things do you do for your mental health and well-being on a weekly basis to keep yourself and your mind strong?
1: Uh, so I don't drink alcohol. Okay. That was a game changer for me, if I'm honest. Um, So I've been, gosh, it must be nearly three years now. So I stopped drinking and I think for me I managed to cope better through COVID and post-COVID time because I wasn't using alcohol as a crutch. So I was using it as a, I'm really stressed out, can't wait for a wine. And we've got such a culture of drinking as well in Australia. It's such a big drinking culture, which is fine. I mean, as I said to you earlier, I used to sell wine. I was a a wine. (laughs) That's Um, a big shit. Yeah, I know. I no longer drink. Um, But I feel that uh, because I have high-functioning anxiety, my husband actually stopped drinking as well. So he um, got quite Mm. unwell quite a few years ago now. Um, But we both... Stop drinking within a few months of each other. And the difference in my mental health, I can't even tell you how wow. amazing and how much clarity I've got, uh, how much more energy I've got, how much more I can achieve because wow. your body's not constantly processing or trying to metabolize. Basically, it's it's well, it's poison. I mean, it's it's it tastes good. I still love yes. the taste of wine and alcohol. <laughs> Don't I miss that but I don't miss what my body's trying to process in the aftermath of that mm. so I sleep a lot better because I don't drink. Okay. So when you Can are... You try the non-alcoholic options like the yeah. non-alcoholic wines and stuff have you gotten to yeah. that or not? I ha- I have tried it but I just figure I don't really I don't really need it. So um, the only thing I do miss actually I really miss a good glass of red wine in winter by yes. the fire. I do miss that not that we have a fire up here but um in Adelaide when we were there. I do miss that and I miss the pop of the bubbly at an event. Yes,
0: the scampers.
1: Yeah, I miss that. But from a health and wellbeing perspective, removing alcohol completely from my uh, life has, I, I can't even, you know, what I've managed to achieve in my work, in my career and in my life since stopping drinking alcohol has been huge wow. and I don't believe that I could have done that if I was drinking because I wouldn't have been sleeping as well I wouldn't have as much clarity of mind and yeah. I wouldn't have the productivity absolutely because I can I know the difference in what I was and what I am now wow. so that's been a huge one for me yeah. and uh, meditation as I said to you before I meditate daily multiple times that's non-negotiable even if it's two minute snippet uh, I can just do some some deep breathing. I do box breathing. I also do uh, breathing where it actually, the longer exhale, when you have a longer exhale, that actually kicks in your um, parasympathetic nervous system and will bring more calm and less stress to your yeah. body. So if I'm feeling really stressed or really overwhelmed, so at the moment I've had multiple deadlines, obviously being end of financial year. Um, yeah. So I've incorporated a lot more breath work into if I'm feeling uh, overwhelmed or stressed or if I feel that, you know, that rising sense of anxiety of how am I going to get everything done and I haven't got enough hours in the day, it's creating those micro moments of spaciousness which don't necessarily need to be extensive. They could be five rounds of box breathing and I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. So that has been something I've really uh, incorporated very regularly. I do journaling. Uh, I don't do an everyday journal because okay. I, I love that people say, yes, you should journal every day. I just haven't got that time. So I will come and have like a burst of creativity and I'll either record something on my phone, so I record yeah. a, like a voice note, I'll type some notes in my phone like you were saying you do as well. Yeah. Uh, I drink three litres of water a day minimum. Wow. So that's a huge thing. Yeah, so that's been a huge um shift
0: as well so i've recently bought one of those big two liter bottles that tells you what to drink by what time yeah i Um, love that that help me because i'm not good at like (laughs) drinking them like Mm. drinking enough so Mm. yeah i found that like it looks huge it's like
1: you can get i've seen is that that one of those it almost looks like a um it's got like a handle on it is that the one
0: yeah and it's like there's from kmart um, but uh-huh. I saw some of the to show that were a bit more fancy, but they were oh, a lot more I love fancy. Um and then um typo, they're like tie-dye looking. I love and then typo. typo. Yeah, and typo has like the one liter
1: ones. Um right. well, I've, I've got this, I've got this one here. So I've got my, oh, yeah. my bottle here. So this one tells you it actually cheers you on, so it's got like Yeah full and then the times that you start drinking, not that I do that because I just drink heaps of them. And then at the end it's got, you did it. Who doesn't love yeah. a with pom pom tear on? Mine's, so, you know. mine's got
0: that too. It's got all these quotes yeah. on it. And my daughter loves like, like keep chugging and you've got yeah. this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, the other thing I'm just thinking, the other thing that really helps is not feeling guilty for taking time for myself and yeah. that's been a journey through motherhood of yeah. really stepping into that powerfully and setting a strong boundary around what i need and yeah. when i need it and that's yeah. that's something that has been a huge shift for me in my mental health and well-being because i don't feel i don't feel as frustrated or as resentful yes because i'm voicing what i need not just expecting other people to understand it by osmosis. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I found the same thing, like actually coming up with like what I need to fill my cup up and being aware that when I'm feeling run down, like what things Mm -hmm. do I need to do and um, is it that I need to go for that swim or is it that I just need to take an afternoon off and just go down by Mm -hmm. the beach and walk and journal or whatever, like kind of checking in with myself. I actually offer my team once a quarter. They can take one day off as a mental health day. Um, an amazing can... boss.
1: i want to come work for you <laughs> that's right how uh, <laughs> many like... people are doing what you're doing though kate like listening to what you were saying before yeah that's that's a heart leader that is someone yeah. who leads with grace yeah i try to because i want to look at people holistically they're not just
0: someone that just comes to work and that's it they're a whole person right and looking at what their needs are and um you know saying some hey look when you're feeling that run down feeling or it's just getting too much like take that day in that quarter and um, you know just let me know when and we'll book it in and then at least then I know it's given them that extra space they need to and I tell them that a day has to be for, for doing something nice for yourself like it can't just be doing chores oh. or doctor's visits like yeah like go for a go for a walk you know in nature or mm-hmm. you know do something kind for yourself do a yoga session mm-hmm. you know it might be decluttering your house like whatever it is that kind of gives you that kind of emotional and mental, like kind of reboot i guess is what i encourage on that day um and that way they don't have to feel like they have to hide it from me or you know and it's Mm -hmm. that prevention stuff i think as well like yes so much easier to give them the tools and the skills to prevent burnout prevent mental health than to be juggling that anxiety and depression that Mm -hmm. often we feel um Mm -hmm. someone that's had that lived experience you know i have to make sure i keep on top of it so um Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's um, I guess and then they see me doing it and I think that's yeah. the thing is like being leading by example right so I'm not just telling them to do this stuff I do it for myself and they see me mm-hmm. going to the gym and they see me you know booking in a with my chiropractor because I'm feeling like today I've woken up with a headache so I was like right I'm oh. gonna go see him this afternoon and just yes. you know keep, keep me fine-tuned yes. um, and so you know it's about being aware of that and looking after yourself so I think um, yeah and especially as a working mum we have a lot to juggle and so yeah mm-hmm. voicing that with our families um i found when i was implementing some of these strategies of exercising in the morning uh, my daughter didn't like it she was like but mm. you always brought me to school like yes
1: my boys are the
0: same
1: Mine are like, the that same. is not
0: the routine mom that you created and i was like that is the problem i created it so i can't be angry at them if i'm like because they're not letting me do it because i created this pattern that they thought it was okay for mom to always do everything um, <laughs> exactly and so now we have, like, a whiteboard and every Sunday night we have a family meeting of who's dropping off and picking up on what days. Oh and so um, she can so she goes, Yeah, and she doesn't get anxious then because she goes, okay, yes. mum's going to the gym today and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Whereas yeah. she would give me the full-on guilt trip otherwise. <laughs> I, I get like, that too. I just want to go and exercise for an hour. Like, give me a break. I'm
1: coming back. I'm not going <laughs> away. I'm not abandoning you forever. <laughs> I will be. Do you know? Do you know what? That's a really good point you make, though, about – We get to choose how we show up on a daily basis. And yet so often we put the needs of others before our own. And so we become stuck in this vicious cycle of, well, I've always done it this way and this is the expectation that people have got. And then changing that, so implementing that change, like any kind of change in a workplace or anything that you're trying to implement, it can be a bit bumpy and a bit difficult to make those changes. Yes, especially for those around you. (laughs) yeah well that's the thing and especially kids because kids i mean my kids love routine they thrive in knowing what is happening when it's happening and why it's happening and who's helping them do it they love that
0: yeah my daughter's the same so i think Mm. that's a good lesson to learn is um if you want to shake up your routine or do something different or work towards you know study or work towards Mm -hmm. your next fitness goal like a half marathon or something like actually having mm-hmm. that family meeting and going, how are we are going to make this work as a family? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all want to succeed here and we want to cheer each other on and it not be this like anxious experience. Yes. Um, yes. So how do we do that? And one thing I did was I realised, um, you know, getting up a bit earlier and actually mm-hmm. exercising between 6 and 7am seemed to be the time to do it. And then I could yep. still take her to school, you know, if yeah. I really wanted to do that swim or um, you know, it's not every day, but a few times a week I'll do that just so I yes. can still be there for her, but also have me time too. So yes, I love and I'm not a morning
1: person, but I've had to learn yes. to do that. <laughs> I know. I feel you, sister. Seriously, I, I am not a very pleasant person in the morning, but having strategies that you implement to minimise that grumpiness. And I can tell yes. it's obviously hereditary because our youngest son is exactly the same. He's just like, we we just walk around the house being really grumpy together in the morning until we both wake up and then we're okay. But <laughs> having those strategies to combat those feelings and having like being able to shift that mindset around. Well, I might not be a morning person. However, I know that when I do ABC, it's going to yes. set me and the people around me up for success for the rest of the day exactly it rubs off on people
0: you know Mm. if you're looking Mm. after yourself people start seeing it it's not just what you say but it's your actions um, I think it's been the biggest thing like especially for kids and for staff like they you know it's more what you don't say than what you do say um so being like congruent and a person of your Mm. word if you're telling your staff to take a break are you taking a break you know and and being mindful of that I think um that's yeah something I often challenge leaders on when I do my talks in workplaces because yeah, it's all well and good to look after everyone else, but if you're running ragged and getting burnt out, then you're not going to be able to help anyone. Like, no, um, no, so you know, yeah, putting your life like your um, the mask on first before you can help someone else, um, which is something we've had to learn all through COVID, right? <laughs> we have gonna look after yes. ourselves,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, the thing is, is you, you can't when you're in a um, a, a job you love, or, or you've got people you need to take care of, or you know, you've got things to do, getting unwell impacts everything and that doesn't necessarily just mean a cold or a flu it's if you get mentally unwell and you have a mental health episode then everything around you has to stop as well so putting in the preventative measures like you were talking about and really being aware and attuned to not only those around you but your own needs yes can be a game changer yes exactly
0: now it's so important isn't it and that it is um, yeah, and I think, you know, to end today, I'd love to know if you have a favourite quote um, that resembles
1: grit and grace in life and leadership. Ooh. I, t- I think it's uh, it sounds really cliche, but it's the mayor Angelou one of, you know, people will pick up how you feel. You, it's yeah. how you make them feel rather than what you say and i think yeah. that when you're in a leadership position that probably dovetails quite nicely into what you were just talking about is how we show up or and even brene brown who we are is how we lead yes so you when you are in alignment with your values when you are taking care of yourself when you are really actioning the things that are coming out of your mouth and they match with what you need and other people emotionally need, then you will you will have more engaged, productive teams, but you will also have people that want to work with you and it won't feel yeah. like work because they'll be more productive, they'll be more engaged, they will want to be doing the work they're doing because they feel like they are seen and they are heard and they matter. Yes, definitely. No, I think that's awesome and thanks for sharing that and I've really enjoyed
0: our chat today and would love um you know if anyone wants to get in touch with you and use your services or look at how they could partner with you and your business
1: what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well I love hanging out on LinkedIn it's my favorite okay. place to hang virtually <laughs> yeah um I've just met amazing people on LinkedIn so LinkedIn just under my name um yep. I'm more than happy for people to press the connect button rather than the follow. I'd prefer to have connections rather than followers. I think that that for me is cause it's one of my top values. Uh, I'd rather get to know the person. So connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Instagram, which is yep. uh, Meta leaders. And yep. I share a bit more on Instagram of my personal life. So I share a little yep. bit more around my family and some of my, um, more day-to-day things in my story so if people want to connect yeah. on there and see a little bit more about who I am rather than what I do then that's a yeah. good place to, to hang out with me uh, and then my website which is just metaleaders.com and you can have a look at me on there and yeah just send me a message but I just you know I genuinely love meeting people and getting to know them so if that's who you are then you're probably my human.
0: Yay, thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> I really appreciate your time today. And please get in touch with Sophie if you want to connect on those platforms.
1: I'm so grateful, Kate. Thank you. It's been so lovely to chat today. Really lovely.
0: Aw, thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Grid and Grace Talks with myself and Sophie today. Please follow us, uh, give us some likes and loves and share this in your network if there's anyone in your world that could benefit from this talk today. Thank you so much.